You are now listening to the Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Frigera, your Soul Powered Executive Coach. This podcast is designed to make soul power a normal topic of conversation. What makes us divine and how can it empower your life and business? For season three, we are diving deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and business owners who powered through the 2020 lockdown and emerged even stronger. So get ready to be inspired, get ready to be empowered, get ready to take action as we explore how to elevate your soul power and create success no matter what. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Soul Power to the People podcast. And with me today is Michelle Gordon, and I can't wait to hear her story of transitioning from nursing to becoming a coach with health and happiness formula uh, to share with us. So without further ado, Michelle, welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast. Thank you for having me, Tess. It's so good to be here and have this conversation. I'm excited. So, wow. So can you please briefly introduce yourself for us, Michelle? Yeah, sure. So I am, my name is Michelle Gordon. As you said, I'm based in Australia here. I'm a nurse of 25 years and mum of three children. And um, five years ago, I hit rock bottom. So I had a really dark, found myself in a really dark space in my life where I was burnt out, extremely overwhelmed. And I, um, to escape, you know, how I was feeling, I turned to alcohol to get through. So I suffered from alcoholism and in turn suffered from severe anxiety. And that period of my life lasted for about two years. And what eventually happened was I hit that rock bottom. I had been searching for help throughout that two years and the traditional methods of help that was offered to me through my workplace of counseling and psychology, um, I just didn't didn't get any results. And that led me to really finding my own way and discovering, I guess, the world of coaching. And I worked with a, a coach at the, at the beginning of my, I guess, transformation. And then I really realized that this whole process uh, of healing and and not only overcoming burnout, but to turn my life around was about really rewiring my brain and rewiring my thoughts and my habits. And um, that's what I did. So I went on this incredible journey that took me 12 months and I turned my life around. I became... um, really healthy. I, I, I lost quite a bit of weight that I had put on throughout the, the, the period of burnout. I found my energy had come back and I was waking up really energized and feeling alive. And I was happy again. Like I was really happy and I hadn't felt happiness or joy for about two years or more. And um, that led me to then, you know, really 
deci- you know, deciding that this is this is something here that I can help other people with because I could see then that I wasn't the only one or the only nurse who felt like me that there were so many other nurses out there and I went on my next journey after that was to become a, a coach and yeah share share this with other nurses Wow so are you coaching nurses now or coaching anyone so who's I, going through burnout Anyone who's going through burnout I started out coaching nurses and then I had lots of other people reaching out to me and um who resonated with the burnout in general and um yeah so now I'm I work with people from all different backgrounds business owners teachers um yeah lots of different people um have have found me i guess um after my journey so yeah amazing um cuz that's that's what i went through too it was excruciating this burnout it's like i didn't even realize that i was functioning from fumes like i had zero energy it was just a had no reserve whatsoever um but what was the process for you how did you end up in the burnout stage i have always been a high achiever and you know looking back at i guess the factors that fueled my burnout were chronic misalignment so i I got lost along the way. I I very much had a fixed um scarcity mindset. So whenever things got tough at home, you know, with the family and and three children, if if money was tight, I automatically went into I'll fix it, I'll do more shifts, I'll work more. It's okay, I'll work more. And I found myself just working seven shifts a week, like up to seven days a week and long hours over time. And my default mode was to work harder. And that was one of the things that fueled me. I fueled the burnout. The second thing was I was a people pleaser, so I couldn't say no. And I would say, you know, if, if my boss came around looking for someone to do overtime and stay back, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, I'll do it. And all the while inside I was like, oh, I just can't. But I would say yes because... I felt obligated and I really lacked having any boundaries around my own time or energy. The other thing was that um I overfunctioned in so many areas of my life. I want I constantly needed to prove myself and do more and do better. And so that that whole combination just fueled my burnout because I was constantly striving to be more, to do more, to please everyone else and Yeah. It it knocked me out <laughs> in the end. Isn't it amazing that we rise to the call to contribute to help out to, to kind of be the savior, right? But then it bites us yeah. back in the end, but we do it in such um an honorable way. We had a, a really great intention of helping out. Um And the other thing that resonates with me in your story is you didn't or uh, the traditional counseling and psychology 
didn't work for you. I rejected it from the start with mine because I knew of family members who took Prozac um, and also the the stigma of being called crazy for me. Um, you know, I didn't want that. And I also knew the whatever they had, they didn't fix the person that I know who was taking Prozac and she just became numb um, yeah. and was able. So I really resonate with that. And uh, I couldn't turn to alcohol because my father was alcoholic. It was like facing it, facing my devil head on. Um, I, I didn't have that buffer. So it was really, really hard. Um, so I, I'm loving this conversation because how do people catch before they hit burnout? Good question. Because like you said earlier, I didn't realize that I was functioning on the fumes and it can be, it, it's one of those things that really creeps up on you. And there's a fine line between being stressed and overwhelmed to tipping over into burnout. And when burnout is chronic, is a chronic condition. So this, if you are one of those people who are like, I'm stressed, I'm busy, I'm I'm on that hamster wheel, you know, 24-7, then if that's what you've been saying for a while, you're mm-hmm. you're at high risk of burnout. So it's noticing the patterns that are playing out in, in your life. And for me, I was that constantly stressed nurse. I would be rushing off to my shifts and over time and I've got to go home and get a couple of hours sleep before I go back. Um, so that was a chronic, you know, it, it, it had played out, um, for me for quite a few years. And I, like you didn't realize that I had sort of tipped into burnout. And by that stage, um, I was on the path of yeah going further and further into, into, you know, the later stages of burnout itself. Um, talk to me, if you will, about dark, I call it my dark night of the soul, but that dark stage of burnout. Were you angry? Were you in avoidance pattern? Did you totally give up on life? Were you suicidal at some point? How dark did it get for you? Ugh, really dark. Yeah. So I had switched off and this is one of the stages of burnout I'd switched off my emotions because it was just easier not to feel so I was walking around numb um Mm -hmm. I was numbing myself further with alcohol at the end of the day um and I remember one night just coming home I'd had a rough shift uh, another one you know like every day was just hectic and I just wanted, I just didn't want anyone around me. I, I had been around people all day. I just, and this is what happens. You start to detach from the people that you love, the things that you love. You start to disconnect from all of the things that once brought you joy. And I had detached and disconnected from my family, my children, my husband. I just didn't want anyone around me. I wanted to be just in this dark, alone place by myself so I would wait until they would go to bed and that's when I would, you know, drink 
And I remember, you know, drinking so much one night that I woke up in the morning and I had passed out from from the alcohol that I drank. And I woke up in the morning and I actually didn't realize if I had if I was alive. I just thought, what has happened? Where am I? What's going on? And it was there was two instances that happened to me where I just went, this is the darkest place that I have, I'm in. I've never been to this place before and I'm going to make a a pact with God or the universe to I'll fix this if he he or the powers above just gets me out of here and, and helps me find a way out. And that was probably... Yeah, that's one of the darkest moments because my thoughts up to then were when I would wake in the morning was it would be just better off if I wasn't here. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. when I realised, or I didn't realise even then, but that's that was the default thought, yeah. what What's mm-hmm. the whole point of this? Why? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be better if I wasn't here and just enduring this this pain and suffering? So yeah, it wow. was. Yeah, because you know when I say I didn't turn into alcoholism, I had an an addiction in place of alcohol. Though I worked, yes. I worked myself to the point of exhaustion. Yeah, so that when I go to bed. I don't have the thoughts. Yeah. And I would just go to sleep. And then in the morning, I didn't want to get up, though. I'm like, I I had no energy to get up. If not for my children who need to ride to school, um, I wouldn't have gotten up. And since I'm up, I might as well be a contributing member of the society. So I would work myself, you know, from when I get out of the house to like, past midnight like I would really exhaust myself um because there was no purpose to life or at least there was no meaning there was a purpose but I was like no I don't want to I don't want to do it anymore it's like it it felt meaningless and um yeah kind of like you I like my prayer was get me out of here get me out of here and at one point I said to um, the face of Jesus, right? I have a portrait of Jesus. And I was like, I, I had, we had a powwow, you know, oh, take away this pain or take away my life. Yes. And then that was my guide. Guidance appeared after that when I said that statement. And what happened for you when you made that pact with, the, with your higher power? So there was perhaps a, a two um couple a few weeks in between and one of the other I guess moments that was the catalyst for me to change was um my little girl who's who was 18 months old at the time. Oh wow. she yeah she was so little I look back now and I think gosh how did I even how, how I wasn't even really there I was there for her physically but I wasn't there you know I was so numb and my two boys were, oh gosh, eight and ten, I think at the time, um, probably a bit older. 
And my little girl came to me one one day while I was sitting after work on the couch. I had a glass of wine in my hand and she just stood right in front of me and stopped and was just staring up at me. And she reached out and grabbed my face and just said, Mummy, where are you? And that was the moment when I went, boom, like I just came back to reality and I thought, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And, yeah, she she was this little tiny little human being that could see that I was just a million miles away. Um, and, yeah, very quickly I started to realise that this was another sign that I had another chance and that there was that I could move forward. So I I think at that point I I reached out to a coach because um, I found somebody, and it sounds really strange, but I found somebody on Instagram. Did who you did, Google? Uh, Instagram, okay. Yeah, who did health and fitness coaching. And her history was um, she had an alcohol alcoholism in the past. And mm-hmm. I found this woman and she was a mum. And I went, she's going to help me. I just know it. She's going to help me. And I pretty much didn't sleep that entire night. I wasn't drinking. I was just in like just so enthralled by her story. I I just was reading all of her posts and I reached out to her and started working with her. And that was the very first step into coaching, I guess, or or making a really big impactful change that I um that I needed. And that was predominantly mindset and health and fitness. And that was the 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 work that helped me overcome my alcohol habit and then from there I just went on this huge journey around mindset rewiring your neural pathways limiting beliefs and yeah amazing amazing yeah oh my goodness That it's funny how I, I can't even remember how I got into or I that I even learned about coaching. Uh, all I know was I wanted to take back my mind because I couldn't I, I could hear myself, you know, the suicidal ideation. Yeah. I wasn't suicidal yet, but I could hear. Mm. the conversation in my head and I felt so splintered into many personalities that like who am I really so I wanted to take back control of my mind because it was one I was procrastinating if I was not I was not doing the job I was supposed to do I was doing googling constantly searching online for help well for solutions so I wasn't there at my job um, and then Tony Robbins popped up and, and some other spiritual coaches too. And so I was doing Tony Robbins. I was doing spiritual awakening. I was doing all at the same time because I was such in agony. I was, I was like on coaching journey. And then I started feeling relief. And then that's when I, I decided to become a coach after I've gone right. through that transformation from dark to light. It was, oh my goodness. 
Wow. Yeah, it it was, he didn't stay in that agony. It was miserable. It was so painful. Mm. And like you said, a lot of people would rather numb that. And I I definitely did. I did through work. Yes. Um, And work helped with the significance. Whereas alcoholism would be connection with yourself. You were so disconnected with yourself that your way to connect with yourself was through alcohol. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's it's just crazy. I also found Tony Robbins as well. So he was a big part of my journey that in the earlier days too, which was, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the coaching uh, training that I did was through Tony. Wow. Ooh. So when did you actually quit nursing then? Five years ago, you said? or No, so during- I left my permanent job. So I started my um, coaching business uh, two years after my burnout, and it took me about 12 months to write one of my programs, which is now my signature burnout program helps, you know, helps women come, you know, overcome burnout, but also tap into the magic of life, you know, abundance and alignment and joy and health and happiness. So it took me a year to write that. And then I launched that in 2020. I became an NLP neuro-linguistic programming practitioner Mm -hmm. and I've done some other you know certifications and um I've you know coached I guess for two and a half years just part-time and in 2022 so last year I left my permanent role in the emergency department after 23 years as a nurse and now um, that's my full-time gig, coaching's full-time. So I'm now just doing some casual nursing shifts just to keep up my registration. I'm not quite <laughs> ready to let that to <laughs> let that fully go. It's um that's something that I've got to work through for, for me and coach my, you know, be coached through because I've still got this connection to nursing after all these years. It's kind of still part of my identity. So yeah, I do part um some casual shifts just when it suits me at the moment. And um my coaching business is is full time. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. I remember very distinctly that fear of leaving my Counting job to just do coaching. Oh my God. Oof. How did yeah. you do it? What did you have a like a cushion, a blanket of security? Did you have to have a certain money in the bank? No. So I started to um I went through the same thing, Tess. Like I I was I had been talking about it for a long time. And I had a, a couple of really busy months and new clients coming on board to work with me. And my clients were, you know, they're getting amazing results. And I was like, I just want to do this full time. You know, 
I don't want to have to worry about going into the hospital. And what I noticed was I was actually getting frustrated when I had to go and do my shifts. And I was like, I don't want to be here. I want to be home coaching and, you know, working on creating content and courses and doing the coaching calls themselves. And um, I did, um, I, I had to work through this with one of my coaches and she said, just quit. And I had, I think I had a couple of conversations with this particular coach who I had worked with. Actually, she was my NLP trainer um, and coach herself. And she said, what are you doing? Like, go and help more people with your gift because you're having far greater impact there. And I just wrote my email one day to my to my workplace and just quit. And it felt so scary and it felt like I had lost a part of myself. It was just, it was so scary. And eight months later, my business hit six, six plus figures, you know, it, nice. way more than what I was earning as a nurse. So really, wow. Well, I, I was, yeah, I was part-time in my nursing. So I wasn't really earning a great amount okay, of money. Got it. Yeah. 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 Wow. And so I ask all the guests of any challenges during 2020 that you had to face. And I ask that because the show is about creating success no matter what. And during 2020, as you know, um, we had to face lockdowns and uh, restrictions, mandates. And so how did 2020 impact you? Yeah, 2020, well, you know, like I started my business in 2020 and I was purely online. So I was seeing what was happening out, you know, in 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 the hospital, in healthcare. I was I was, you know, on the front line in emergency living out COVID you know, watching, seeing what was going on, treating people. And that that was hard. Like it was really hard. And things changed in, in nursing that will, it won't go back to the way it was now that, you know, we've been through the pandemic. And rather than buying into all of the fear that came with COVID and what if, and oh my gosh, I just, I just focused on my business on my my health my happiness I just focused on doing what I love being you know being in alignment with with my goals and my values and my dreams you know and there was there's so many times where I got caught up and in watching the news and you know getting sucked into the vortex of oh my gosh where are we going with this world should I be starting my business maybe I should just stop you know Maybe I should just stick to nursing and do that. And then I just I just listened to, you know, my heart and soul. I just listened to, mm-hmm. to that. I turned off all of the noise. I turned off the news. I stopped watching all of the chaos that was playing out um, overseas because we could see that before it had hit Australia. We were right. watching. Yeah. I was one of those noisy ones. <laughs> yeah, we were watching all of this stuff going on and we knew that it was coming. Um, and I just had to turn it off because what 
whatever I was going to face on the front line as a nurse was mm. there was nothing I could do about it but just be aware and be prepared. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes too as a nurse. I mean, you're very much needed right now for nurses because I, I can imagine the trauma they yeah. went through. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, looking at it now, I think nurses are now more burnt out than ever. Even, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like the after effect. Like you said, it's that trauma of the big change that we went through, the 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 fear of it all. It was just... Yeah, it, it it's so different now and a lot of nurses are coming to me because they've gotten through to this point and now they're like, oh, I can't go on anymore. I can't do this anymore. And that's where mm-hmm. I, yeah, really help coach them through. And none of the nurses that I've worked with have left nursing. Out of the hundreds of nurses that I've worked with, none of them have left nursing. They've just reignited their passion again after burnout and found a more aligned job that that in nursing itself that that really fulfills them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the power of coaching. You totally shift your perspective and then alignment and values and, and so many things. Your vision is clearer your head is much clearer that that's beautiful what other lessons did you learn in 2020 that you adapted and uh, incorporated in your coaching business oh gosh so many um i think to to just trust and looking back now i didn't really um trust myself for the process i was sort of teetering on, do I do this? Do I not? Do I put myself out there? I really want, I know that this is a thing and I know that I've got something here. I know my coaching and my program is amazing. And I I had so many people reaching out to me that had seen my journey, my, my transformation. They'd been watching from the sidelines of me burnt out, you know, barely um, getting through to absolutely showing up thriving. So I had all these people reaching out and I was, I guess, sitting in, still didn't believe that I could do this myself. And and I just had to trust that these were all signs pointing me in the right direction. And looking back now, I wasn't all in on that, I on my business or my idea or my coaching. I wasn't fully committed. I was like, it's okay if it doesn't work. I've just got my nursing uh-huh. full time. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I guess for wow. me, it was self-trust. When did you go 100% full in, you think? Last year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, nursing, you know, kind of like accounting I can do in my sleep, I always say. Yeah. There's a certain degree of certainty in there. So you're now a health coach. Is that what you, you would consider yourself? No, I'm not. I'd say a mind, more mindset and transformation. More mindset mindset yeah. and breakthrough transformation. I feel like um, I did start off, you know, with the health side of things. That was very much my focus at the beginning. But now it's like the mindset breakthrough at the you know, neuro, neurological level, like 
let's get in and rewire that brain. Let, let, let's go in and clean up those patterns and programs that are not serving you, that are limiting your life, that are capping your experience on life and expand that, enhance that so that you get a different result, you get a different reality. And that's my area of expertise. So have you incorporated some of the nursing, nurturing into coaching? How does that look like? In terms of? So um, I'll give you an example. For me, my accounting, it's kind of like accounting for the soul, what coaching has turned into. It's, you know, the balance and reconciliation of the ledgers of life, you, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. But that's me. I was able to take accounting into coaching and integrated them together. And that's kind of what makes me different from all the other coaches. So I was wondering if you've taken, which which you kind of do because you're the, you've created a health and happiness formula. Mm. So there's an aspect of nursing in there and I just want to hear what it is. Yeah, look, I think it's, you know, like I had a, a group call last night with the, I've got, um, you know, in my group program, we have a group call every fortnight um, for those who, who do my signature program, the Health and Happiness Formula. And so we very much, you know, there's quite a few nurses in the group and we very much, um, I coach them through real life scenarios that they're going through. Um there's a there's a heavy nurse focus, yes, because so many nurses do come through the group. Um, and it's it's about combining, I guess, nursing, but also with who you are at the soul. Like yes. it's not just about you're not just a nurse. There's so many other yes. parts of you that that have to come through. And I think we are so attached with our identity as in a nursing for you, it was accounting. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, yes, that is a part of you and what you do, but it's not all of you. So I think I like to really open up that, um, that for my clients and get them to explore other areas of themselves that they've perhaps not explored. Yeah. Having mentioned soul, what, why did you say yes to Soul Power to the People podcast? What was the attraction? The name of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I love that. It just spoke to me that the whole title and name of your podcast. Yeah. And, and it's that. The disconnection from our soul is why we numb ourselves, why we work so hard, why we do, 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 do. How do you think that started this whole disconnection from our soul? Were you always aware of your soul component? Oh, I was as a child. So as a young girl, I was really connected to myself. I would sit in my room. I've told this before in the past, um, I would manifest. I would be sitting in my room going and manifesting 
the life that I wanted to live. I And I was like, I knew that the mind-body-soul connection, if I was really grounded in that and trusted myself, I knew that I could create magic in my life. I just knew this as a child, right? I remember it as a young girl, maybe I was eight, nine or 10 or something like that. And I would spend hours in my room just really quietly inward. Yeah. And then, and then I lost it. And then I got caught up in, you know, going to university and working. That's when I think, you know, my parents had to work really hard. I watched them. And I think when I was leaving school and going out into the big, big wide world, my parents very much told me that I had to work hard, that it was a really tough world that we lived in and Mm -hmm. that I had to, you know, sometimes have two, maybe three jobs to get by. And so this conditioning was the way that I then started to see life. I saw it as a place of fear. I saw that there, I, I believed that there wasn't enough in this world. So I was like, I've got to do more to get more. Wow. So I had this conditioning of a mindset of fear, lack and scarcity. And that's that mindset was fueling the way that I was behaving and acting. And that meant work, 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 you know, do, 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 like you said. That's interesting that at least you have that recollection. And then now that you've sparked it back up, it's so easy to see. Yes. And, and it feels, connect. yeah, it feels like, ah. Oh. I'm back. Like I've got that connection back again that I really knew I had as a young girl. Feels like I'm there again now. And now like I'm manifesting again, like I'm creating my life every day. I set my intentions and I have this real clear, I guess, connection with myself and energy and and what I want to do. What I want to do in my life, what I want to have, how I want to feel. So it's really beautiful. What is your vision or how do you assess the world it is right now? You know, apart from your world, right? Because we're here, you're obviously helping a lot of people to return home to themselves. But where do you see the future of humanity, if you will? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> that's I always how this podcast started. Um, my daughter told me that the world is, the, the humans, the human species mm. is going extinct. And that, caught my attention and I started looking and this and that and this and that issues going on uh, right now. And I'm like, no wonder we're going extinct. And that's how I started the podcast and calling out crimes against humanity where we are being dehumanized and uh, really dumbed down in consciousness, like treated as if we have no choice and power. Absolutely. Being trapped into that. So what do you see as the future for oh, humanity look, right now? 
And I think if you're letting life happen to you, if you are, you know, just going through the motions of life and following all of the rules and um, not awake, you know, working hard, burning out, you know, running all those patterns, people-pleasing, if you're sleepwalking through life and doing life that way, then yes, that is, you know, I don't I think the future of um humanity is perhaps it, you know, perhaps we may be extinct. I was watching yesterday um a, an AI robot that was on a video that's just insane watching this robot walking around and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, and if we are walking through life sleepwalking and consumed by social media and consumed by all of this stuff and not actually awake and connected to ourselves and our soul, then perhaps we, you know, the, you know, our future is grim. But it's people like yourself and myself that are waking people up, that are getting you know people to to switch on their brain to wake up to stop living life on autopilot like we've got to be and I see this as we are the change makers like one by Mm -hmm. one we're turning on their light inside other people and that's that you know I've I want to help more and more people and I'm gradually doing that through this work which is just insane I think it's one person at a time for me Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah it's incredible right to have gone through that dark night of the soul and discover oh my god no wonder I went through all that because I was ready to settle for less if I didn't have that awakening moment I would have missed out on this higher contribution higher high of the contribution itself is like the the gift that, that continues to give, right? Keeps on giving. It's giving to the clients, giving back to me. It's giving giving back to the universe. It's like, oh my god! And so, yeah, I lost the relevance of my work in 2020 when I saw how many people succumbed to and and just comply and not question anything. I'm like. What happened? And these are also coaches that I mm. went to training with and just bowed down to tyranny. And my goodness. And that's why I love doing this conversation now because it's really anchoring in the new world that we're creating out of empowerment and not dysfunction, not codependency, and not none of that numbing our soul and disconnection from our soul. It's so empowering. How how that looks like, really, for me, I don't see it yet. But if you, Michelle, are stepping into your power, you are stepping into your greatness, you are helping so many people you know, according to your gifts, according to, you know, what really aligns with your soul. And I'm doing the same thing. And this guest is doing that. And it's like, now I see it like a flower blossoming 
and then more seeds and more seeds and flowering over there, flowering. And you're in Australia and I'm also interviewing people from the UK and that it's just so amazing the trajectory of where we're headed. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, just knowing that and seeing that and the more that you do this work in and talk, have these conversations with people, there's so many people out there doing amazing things and, yeah, creating the change and not just putting their head down in the sand and complying and succumbing to, you know, what we've been told we have to do and what the our the rules are. And, yeah, I look at, you know, I look think back to me and, and you know, my rules were let's just I've got to do nursing. That's what I came here to do and that's that's what I set out to do. I've done my degree and like a good girl you keep staying that path <laughs> and you don't change. And that's when, you know, I was like, no, I've, there's a fire in my belly to do something different and I'm I'm going to do it. And that's, yeah, you know, the change that I made and now the impact that that's having is insane. Wow. Well, thank you for saying yes to your yes and uh, doing this work, really elevating soul power and creating success no matter what for yourself and, and being that model to other people. You want to talk about the health and happiness formula? Yeah. Um, look, anyone out there who is feeling burnt out or who has this, you know, it's like the little inner nudge you know, there's a little inner voice telling you that you're meant for more. And I had this for the longest time. I ignored it. I was like, oh, I keep going. I'll keep pushing through. I just want you to just take a moment to listen in to that because your soul is whispering to you and that there is something else out there for you, a change or something different. And just listen to that. And follow the next steps. You know, for me, that's what I did. I was like, oh, I'll follow this step. There's a sign. I must reach out to that person. I must connect here. So I just encourage you to listen in and, and follow that, reach out to, you know, anyone who inspires you or who you see is where you want to be, follow that path. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And you'll find Michelle's uh, information at the session notes here on the podcast. Thank you so much, Michelle, for uh, your time today with us. Thank you, Tess. I've loved this conversation. It's been great. Me too. And for those of you who are dithering on a burnout, I hope this conversation has caused you to pause. You know, we are such loving, giving creatures, right? We are high achievers, but we are also very giving and generous at heart. Um, but take a pause that that giving nature does not burn you out. Look into what is underneath that. Take care of yourself. You need to sleep. Um, if you are experiencing some avoidance pattern, for me, it was procrastination and not wanting to make a decision. If those things Michelle mentioned, isolation, withdrawal, for me, it was also self-pity. If you recognize any of those behaviors that's so unlike you, 
reach out, reach out to Michelle, reach out to myself or reach out to whoever is out there next to you. You are not alone. Your life matters. I hope you join in the soul power revolution from one of empowerment and total freedom. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.